HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 29th. I'm Donald Ware. The HBCU football season is officially here. We got five games on the slate this evening, and we're going to talk about uh, all five of those football games and the expectation for the respective schools. Of course, we got a, a huge slate of games this weekend. Saturday and then a couple of games on Sunday as the full slate of the HBCU football season also gets going on Saturday. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, USA Today asked me to uh, rank the top uh, 100 players that played professional football that played at HBCUs, did that. We're going to talk a lot about that on the weekend edition uh, from the Press Box to Press Row, which can be heard on a radio station near you also on Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. for my Pacific Time folks on Sirius XM Channel 142. Let's step aside, take a break, come back. Let's look at the slate of games for tonight as the HBCU Football Daily Podcast is presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina and the Box to Row Sports Network. You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only Eagle Double G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, say hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's TFT, man. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. Just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real relevant. Radio Back with the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's look first at the game. North Carolina Central is going to be at Austin P. And the Eagles are traveling by bus to Tennessee to take on Austin P. It's a 10-hour ride. They, they've all, they're already there. So, I mean, they you know would have had time to rest. It's an 8 o'clock game, 7 p.m. local time. Um, and big shots out to... Jonas Pope of the News and Observer he co- in Raleigh, he covers North Carolina Central. Uh, Micah, Z- he does an excellent job. So Micah Zanders will be the starting quarterback for North Carolina Central. That's a bit of a surprise. Um, Chauncey Caldwell was the guy last year. Ultimately, Caldwell did get injured. Zanders uh, was injured last year also, but comes back. And because 
Caldwell was was also out of spring practice. It allowed for Xanders to get to uh, know the the new playbook uh, better, and uh, he ultimately is going to be the starting quarterback, Trey Oliver, in his first season as the head football coach at North Carolina Central. A couple of guys going to be out for this football game, including Kawan Cox, the defensive end. He's a first-team preseason uh, all-MEAC guy. And then also Jamal Curry-Elliott, if you remember his story, he was uh, the kid that uh, out of Durham, uh, initially, I believe it was Hillside, Initially went to Oregon as a four-star running back, didn't play, came back, transferred, um, got injured last year, and uh, pr- according to Coach Oliver, probably could play, but they don't want to risk it, so he won't make the trip either. I mean, I'm interested to see um, what's going to happen with this North Carolina Central team in this game against Austin P, who w- was ranked at one time last year. They ultimately uh, finished the season at 5-6 and six last year. They play in a what I consider a pretty tough OVC conference. Of course, it's the conference that Tennessee State also plays in, but I'm interested to see Xanders and what he's going to look like not having played last year and and even going back to the 2017 season. So I'm interested to see um, what that offense is going to look like. Um, Of course, you have a phenomenal running back in Isaiah Totten. There's a lot of questions on that offensive line. They had some studs last year that have graduated. So I'm interested to really see this game. And again, you're talking about the Eagles making a trip all the way uh, to Tennessee. It's about a 10-hour ride. So we'll see how that game goes. That's an 8 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Um, Let's continue to go down the schedule. Alabama State opens the season at UAB. Alabama State opens the season at UAB. And um, a tough, obviously a tough game. You're, you're talking about Alabama State stepping up to the FBS level. Um, and I thought Donald Hill Ely made an interesting uh, assessment on the conference call on Monday where he said, you know, if you remember going back, UAB a couple was a couple of years ago disbanded its program altogether, decided to bring it back. And at the FBS level, so as he noted a lot of what other schools have to to abide by in terms of NCAA things they didn't necessarily have to so the point that he made not that they didn't have to but they could do some some things that ordinarily an established NCAA program or a a a program that is played consecutively would not uh, have to do so in essence he said this is more like two football two different you got two football teams on campus so his point being a lot of talent for UAB but I'm interested to see um, what the Hornets do I mean they have some uh, you talk about special teams I mean the special teams may play a key role for Alabama State Ezra Gray really a kickoff returner I mean just absolutely uh, phenomenal last year Joshua Hill as the punt returner and Anthony Craven Uh, as the punter so I think special teams is going to be big for Alabama State in this football game of course Titus Howard was the first round draft pick and I I had a chance to ask Donald Healy about what that meant in terms of recruiting and if he had a guy like a Titus Howard in other words Titus Howard was recruited to Alabama State as a quarterback ultimately became a tight end and then ultimately Donald Healy as an assistant coach said hey this kid why don't you move 
to offensive line. He did and look now first round draft pick by the Houston Texans. So I asked him he didn't want to give too much away, but he says they have some guys that have also moved positions as well. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Alabama State uh, is going to do against UAB. And that's an 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff in Birmingham, 7 p.m. Central time there in Birmingham. Morgan State going to be on the road against Bowling Green. Again, one of the greatest college football players of all time. Tyrone Wheatley is now the head coach at Morgan State. He's, he's energized. You know, and if you look at what the success, at least on the high school level, um, that he had as a head coach, had a lot of success on the high school level, um, on the college level uh, as an assistant coach as well. I mean, this may bode well for uh, Morgan State to sort of make a run. I mean, if you look at what Morgan State did last year, probably underachieved a little bit considering the fact that they were able to beat North Carolina A&T a little bit early in the season in Greensboro. So, um, but DJ Golot Jr., he takes over really the reins as the starting quarterback. He was splitting time last year with DeAndre Harris. So uh, he's going to sort of be the man. Um, you look at this Morgan defense. I think where Morgan's going to excel is on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Ian McBurrow, Rico Kennedy. I mean, those guys at linebacker are tremendous. They have high motors. Just go on. They just go on the field and make plays. Um, the secondary is very solid for Morgan State as well. So, um, you know, Bowling Green, again, you're talking about a Morgan team that's stepping up to play Bowling Green who has had some success. They've had some success the last several years. So that's going to be a tough game um, for Morgan, but let's see how they perform. That's a 7 p.m. Eastern time game uh, at Bowling Green. Delaware State and Delaware get together the battle for Delaware. And this, is, this, it, this has not gone well. I mean, it hasn't gone well at all for Delaware State since they, they brought that rivalry back. Seemed like they... Well, not that they brought it back. It was like it seemed like only maybe seven years ago or so, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, maybe a little bit shorter than that. I don't remember, but that it was the first time, if you can believe, that Delaware State and Delaware had played uh, had played against each other. Uh, so, but in any event, Delaware has essentially um, crushed. <laughs> Delaware State, although, you know, last year wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. Rod Milstead um, in his second season as the head football coach at Delaware State. The, the thing I, I, I like about Delaware State is, first of all, I like Rod Milstead as the head coach. Second, I believe that Delaware State played pretty solid the last part of the season, uh, the, the second half of the season. Um, they won some games. I mean, they they won some games, and, and I think – you take that momentum going in to the 2019 season. And then when you look at this team defensively, they got a stud linebacker, Brian Cavacante. Remember that name, Brian Cavacante. That guy is absolutely excellent and uh, is going to be have to really be big for that Delaware State defense against Delaware, who's a perennial FCS power. That game is going to be played in Wilmington, and it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. The final game of the day or of the evening, Florida A&M is going to be at Central Florida or UCF. 
And, I mean, no, listen, it's definitely going to be a tough game first and foremost. You're talking about a Central Florida program that went undefeated last year, a Central Florida program that a lot of people wanted to say, hey, this is a team that should be national champions as well. Because of the conference that they play in, it's very hard for them to be part of that playoff picture, which I think is a shame um, because, you know, they're playing in the AA, the AAC, which is solid. I mean, it's like a maybe a, you know, maybe a tier below what people would consider the power five. It would be that sort of maybe that next conference. Um, but I mean, 12 and 0 is, is, is 12 and 0. In, in any event, this is a good football team coming in. Florida A&M, I tell you what, Florida A&M has a good football team as well. I like Ryan Stanley. I've been liking Ryan Stanley as the quarterback. I think he's going to step up a little bit more because you have a situation. Willie Simmons now in his second season as the head football coach. Um, last year they were kind of getting to know each other. I think that Ryan Stanley, um, his numbers weren't as good. He, I think it was – I don't have the numbers in front of me. If, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 19 touchdowns to 14 interceptions, way too many interceptions. But I think that was Stanley trying to sort of grasp the system now that he has it. I think, you know, Stanley's going to be really good. I'm interested to see if Stanley will run the football a little bit more this year. You remember his first couple of years – um, and he's he's definitely a thrower, but he was a guy that ran the football um, a little bit and actually didn't run the football at all last year. Actually, I have this numbers in front of me now: seventeen touchdowns, twelve interceptions uh, on last year for Ryan Stanley. Want to want to see if they're going to be able to sort of uh, incorporate a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, more of running with Ryan Stanley. Xavier Smith, Chad Hunter, the receivers are back. Uh, I really like, and then Chris Fadol, talking about special teams, Chris Fadol, the punter, was a box throw All-America last year, averaged almost 47 yards per punt on last year. I think the defense is going to be very, very good. It's a tough game. I mean, it's no question about it. You're in Orlando playing against uh, an FBS opponent that was very, very good last year. That's going to be a tough game. However, uh, to me, it's going to show where Florida A&M is uh, as the season progresses for the Rattlers. That's a rundown of all the five games that are taking place on tonight on tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm going to preview the games that are taking place this weekend. Maybe not all of them, but we're going to highlight some of the games on tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't checked out uh, the piece in USA Today ranking the top 100 player uh, National Football League or pro football players, I should say, that played at HBCUs. Google it. Um, check it out. Let me know what you think, and uh, I may read your comment uh, or a question on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. You can uh, send me your comment on our Facebook page at Box to Row, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W, or on Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Talk with you tomorrow. All my damn and shine, cause they really die.